Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. So, Tanya, what's happening in your neck of the woods? Uh, it looks like it's going to be a shit storm. <laughs> okay, so you were telling me uh, before uh, we logged on about the special kind of weather you're, you guys are getting. So what kind of a tornado are you special, getting? Special kind of weather. <laughs> well, it's really funny because my daughter sent me a TikTok and I wonder if I can actually find it again. Wouldn't that be fun if I could? Oh, yeah, yes. right here. So let's see if you can hear this. If you can hear this, I'll play it for you. Okay. Another rare December outbreak of severe weather with nocturnal tornadoes. A potential derecho or strong line of storms will form around 5 to 6 p.m. and race to the northeast with hurricane force winds nearing 100 miles an hour. Oh my God. The craziest thing about this is that there's currently snow on the ground in some of the places where this could happen. It's not necessarily likely, but I would not be surprised if we saw our first snow-nado this evening. Also, if a tornado is reported, it'll be the first ever in recorded history in December in this part of the world. Stuff like this usually does not happen this far north at this time of the year. If you are in the yellow, orange, or red zones, please wow. get aware tonight. And of course, follow me because I'm going to be on it all evening. Oh my gosh, you have to you have to text me that, forward me that TikTok. I have to show Edward. A I, snow-nado. A snow-nado. Yeah. That's so awesome. Wow. I tell you, it's going to be a shit storm. <laughs> <laughs> and then here I am in sunny Knoxville with 69 degrees tomorrow. And you went flipping <laughs> golfing today. I went flipping golfing today. <laughs> I'm going to be frozen inside my house. It's going to become an actual like ice castle. And yeah. You're going to be out there golfing. I know, but Te you know, teeing off on the third hole. I know, but we know that I would rather be freezing my butt off with snow up to the windows. I know you're so funny. I mean, I don't mind snow. I really don't mind our weather. Yeah. I don't love. I don't love storms for the fact that people have to travel in it yeah. and it becomes so dangerous and treacherous. If we yeah. could all just sit in our houses with cute little fires in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. wait hot chocolate, yeah. little peppermint snops and just yeah. kind of chill. Yeah. But yeah, and I agree. The The bad stuff, the wrecks, the people that go without power, that's that takes kind of some of the magic out of it. But it yeah, we love I our, agree. We love our white Christmases, but we also want it our families to be safe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We are still talking about block chakras. And right now we're going to start talking about the solar plexus chakra. Number three. Number We've three. we through one and two. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through imbalances in the third chakra. Mm -hmm. Well, and the solar plexus chakra is located in the abdomen. And some signs that it's out of balance may be digestive problems, chronic fatigue, pancreas or gallbladder issues, unrelenting inner critic we all have that unrelenting inner critic uh, oh yeah and a constant fear of rejection so it doesn't have to be just manifesting physically definitely emotional emotionally as well and a lot of times i think this chakra is an overlooked chakra you know it's not as exciting of a chakra as some of the other ones in people's mind but this is one that i feel like gives a lot of people to include myself a lot of grief yeah oh i totally agree with you i just know in general 
that the third chakra for most people and just in my, you know, work in energy medicine, the third chakra is really, you know, it's a tough one because everybody wants to be strong. Like this is where we carry that I'm tough you know, Mm -hmm. I can handle it. Right. And then it's also that place of, you know, like you say, the inner critic, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm just not good enough. And I mean, we, we talk ourselves up and down the fence all Mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when we have a nice, healthy uh, third chakra, our self-esteem is better. Our self-respect is better, but you know, a lot of times we tend to hide that inner critic. We, that inner critics going crazy in the background and we're like oh no I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but you know so we tend to shove that the blockages down into their little box that they don't really fit very well in instead of dealing with them yeah we, it's like we're trying to talk over the voice uh-huh yeah. well and we you know it's interesting that you bring it up because you and I are pittas right and pittas in general have a fairly fiery third chakra anyways just because of our dosha and you know our you know natural mo right but with that then also means that in in the language of chakras it might be that the imbalance is that it is actually overworking you know when we have chakra imbalances that they can be under active or they can be overactive. And it's, I think for a lot of pittas, we think it's underactive because we're so fiery in personality, but what we don't actually acknowledge is that it could be that it's actually overactive and that we Mm -hmm. need to figure out how to calm and soothe it as opposed Mm -hmm. to build it. And, and pittas are like, well, I need more core, right? (laughs) And and so all we're doing is fueling that imbalance. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of core work, if you do have an imbalance and it's low, core work is great, is great though. But like you said, when do you work out and you don't focus on core? Like never. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. You do. I love core. Well, because there's some very <laughs> important parts to that. And this is like, you know, getting off of the chakra. Well, maybe not, but kind of getting off the chakra course is that we are a core poor nation in general. Mm-hmm. We're slouchy. Sorry, mm-hmm. but we're slouchy. Yeah. And because of it, we have created our own back issues, our own hip issues, our own, you know, just in general spine integrity issues. Mm-hmm. And part of doing core work is to help strengthen and, you know, sort of heal our own back injuries. So there is importance to it. Mm-hmm. It's just that we have to be super careful because if we're completely obsessing about it, that mm-hmm. that's actually maybe going to take us over the edge in that fiery sort of personality. It could be that you still need to do that core work to help your spine, but then you need to find other ways to calm and soothe it after you've done that. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit like, okay, yeah, I need to throw a bunch of logs on the fire, but then I also need to stoke it, knock it down so that the embers stay long, right? Right. Stay longer. Right. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, another thing that you can do to try to bring your solar plexus back into balance is just try to stop judging yourself. And a way that I don't like doing, <laughs> but it is helpful, is to make a list of things that you judge yourself on, you know, and be honest. No one has to see the list because, you know, if if everyone saw the list of the things I judge myself on, and I'm sure the list of things you judge yourself on, I think most people would be probably a little surprised. But, you know, we all have that inner critic. But if we make this list of things to judge ourselves that we judge ourselves on, and then we meditate on that and we tell our teenage self or maybe our junior high school self um, that they're perfect the way they are and we go through all the items on our list and we tell our younger self because that's where most of these things manifest is when they're younger but try to convince that younger self and welcome the qualities that we have and turn the qualities from a negative into a positive. Wow. Like what you're saying is kind of hitting home with all my emotions last night and all the words that were going through my head. And now you bring up the language of going back to inner child. And you know me, I love doing inner child work. I know you do. But last night I was not in the mood to do inner child work. I was in the mood to curl up in a ball and just have my emotions, which you're entitled to. Mm -hmm. But now that you bring that up, I'm kind of like, oh, wow. Uh, the language that I was using last night totally comes out of some very old stories I've been telling myself for a long time. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Listen to you, Kat, huh. being such a healer. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the things we can do for the third chakra to help ourselves sort of recreate balance in the third chakra? Uh, but we can do mirror gazing. That is Ooh. so hard to say. It is hard to say. Mirror, mirror gazing. Mirror gazing. Um, And I do love that one, looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you're enough, telling yourself that you're worthy, telling yourself that you're fearless, that you're capable, built capable, you know, and that's something that, you know, I've talked about that I did when I had cancer. And so staring at yourself and really looking deep into your eyes and telling yourself that and just doing it regularly can make a huge difference because you start to believe it. It's really hard to do. And folks, if you try it, it might take several times. You may cry several times before you can actually do it without looking away. And so we challenge you to not give up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I do love that. That's fantastic. Um, some of the other things like on the obvious nature, because we're talking about the solar plexus, we're talking about the yellow chakra. So yellow foods, yellow squash, mm-hmm. yellow bananas, anything that's going to elevate you in the form of yellow crystals, flowers that are yellow, yellow roses, yellow tulips, daffodils, anything that is going to bring you to a space of warmth and sunlight, even just sitting by a fire or watching a sunrise, watching a sunset, part of the solar plexus, all part of Mm -hmm. the loveliness of the third chakra. Well, I'm getting ready to turn you on to go off on another one. What about breath of fire? Breath of fire is fabulous for the solar plexus. Ready, set, go, Tanya. Yeah. (laughs) Breath of fire is great for igniting it. If we're looking Mm -hmm. to calm it, though, we would probably be trying to do either some alternate nostril breathing or we would Mm -hmm. be doing like doubling our exhales. So a Visama Vriti. But yeah, Mm -hmm. we're trying to 
build inner heat if we are trying to ramp up the third chakra because mm -hmm. we're notoriously in this place of meek, not willed, low self-esteem, and we need to build that fire. Breath of fire is definitely going to help us. Mm -hmm. 100%. I love that. I do too. But I, this chakra, I think, is an important chakra. And it's one, like I said before, that's overlooked because this one can help you have just a better relationship with yourself, you know, and that's True. a lot about this is a very self-focused chakra. Uh -huh. And this one can help you to even learn to trust your own instincts. Yeah, I agree with that. Because you think about from the most basic level, the first chakra is about rooting into the nature, the universe, whereas the second chakra is about relationships to other people. And your third chakra is about your relationship to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's very much yep. about getting intimate with your just in general, who you are, what is your will, what is your dharma, what is your purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of us don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah. of us are in this place of, well, I think my purpose is this. And then my purpose is this. My purpose is this. And it's a little bit like the conversation we had the other day. Well, I want to do this, 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 and that. And mm -hmm. you know, when you and I get presented with choose one, yeah. that's very tricky for us. We mm -hmm. would rather spread ourselves so thin mm -hmm. instead of choosing one and making it all of us, right? Yeah. It's I a, agree. It's a pit to trait. But, you know, <laughs> I guess that's going off topic a little bit. But if we if we did narrow it down and choose just one, we'd have so much energy just to focus on that one thing and think what we could accomplish. Holy you know, smoke. I know. And, you know, if you take, you know, some time and focus on the solar plexus chakra and focus on believing in yourself and creating the best you possible, that can change your entire life. Yeah. I mean, imagine, right? Yeah. I love it. I do too. All right. So let's move on to chakra number four, the heart chakra. Mm, yeah. Anahata. <laughs> and this one's located near the heart, right in the center of our chest. Uh, some signs that this chakra may be out of balance, asthma, upper back and shoulder problems, which that's why I go to get a massage all the time. Upper back, shoulder problems, arm and wrist pain. Yeah. Uh -huh. Over loving to the point of suffocation, jealousy, bitterness, and being constantly afraid of being alone. Yeah. And so These those are, are like kind of both ends of the spectrum, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. then if you're balanced, you feel joy, gratitude, love, and compassion for those around you and for yourself. And it's also easy for you to forgive if your heart chakra is in balance. So it's interesting because some of the things like I was just talking about the heart chakra and my teacher training last night is if we think about the chakras like an hourglass, right? Mm -hmm. We have one, two, and three on the lower part of the hourglass. We have five, six, and seven on the upper part of the hourglass. And the heart is the tiny neck between the two ends of the hourglass. And that's truly how yeah. the fourth chakra actually operates because it is like that uh, barrier mm -hmm. between the three lower chakras, which mm -hmm. are like the physical body, and then the three upper chakras, which are more the subtle body, the more um, manifestation of who we are, as opposed to the physical who we are. Mm -hmm. So it is this big place of transition. And in it, it also is once we've discovered who we are in the third chakra, we then have to take 
take and decide, okay, do we love ourselves? Do we love others? How much mm-hmm. do we love others? Do we love others so much we sacrifice ourselves? Are we loving balance? Like, how are we operating in this space of love? And it's tricky because most relationships are not a perfect 50-50. No. And no matter how hard you try on it, there is the ebb and flow of relationships where maybe on Tuesday, you're loving at 80% and the relationship (laughs) you're in is at 20%, but then Mm -hmm. next Friday, it flips and now they're loving you at 80% and you're only showing up 20%. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like That's also part of a healthy relationship as long as it's all Always coming back to the middle, but right. sometimes that's tricky, and a lot of relationships aren't doing that, mm-hmm. and that's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Some of the uh, some other issues with an unbalanced heart chakra, and we've talked about grief, but grief and despair, heartache, jealousy, sadness—these things are all. Um, you know, they can all play a part in the balance of this chakra as well. Yeah, 100%, because all of the things that aren't functioning well in our chakras one, two, and three present themselves out the out of the heart chakra. Like mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hi, I want to love you, but I've got this thing in my bag. I've got this <laughs> in my hip. I've got this thing over here, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're thinking we're doing a good job, but really we've got all these strings holding us back, these attachments, you know, and that's what makes it tricky. And then it's also that decision of, are we coming from a place of genuine authenticity or are we coming from a place of loving the way we think our partners want to be loved? Like, right? Like, wow, that's huge. That is huge. You know, that's something that hits home for me because, you know, Edward is the first person. And for those of y'all that don't know, Edward's my husband, but Edward's the first person in my life. I've never felt like I had to change and be what someone else wanted me to be mm-hmm. for, you know? So now I'm sitting here going, you know, I, I ignore the heart chakra because I'm like, I'm loving, I'm, I'm full of gratitude. I might need to relook at this little <laughs> chakra again. <laughs> I mean, not in, no, I I mean, I would say that if you're in a, in a healthy relationship, you address it when it comes up, but yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's one of the ones we probably tend to ignore because what we tell ourselves is, is it's your job to be loving. It's your job to be kind, even if you're suffering underneath. We're mm-hmm. put on a happy face and love better, love harder, love more, like, right? And sometimes that literally means at the risk of not paying attention to what isn't working for us, which is I know some of the things you were dealing with in past relationships. And so this is, and we all have, like, I'm not saying you're the only one. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, everyone does. But, you know, a lot of times we have feelings of abandonment or isolation, loneliness, even shyness, you know, these things can make the heart chakra, you know, cause it to be out of balance also. Sometimes people may be unable to feel compassion or empathy, you know, for themselves and for others. 100% and you touch Mm -hmm. on abandonment and abandonment can come out of all kinds of things. It can Mm -hmm. come out of childhood traumas. It can come out of, you know, relationships that failed, losing a parent young, like, Mm -hmm. or 
kids of products of divorce. Mm -hmm. Like there is so many things that can cause early imbalances in the heart chakra, which makes it really tricky to then build the strength. And, you know, you hear about, you know, like a, a good friend of mine is a foster parent and the groups of support that they have because of these exact special needs, right? Mm -hmm. Or you hear about support groups for, you know, divorces or people who are in family with heavily addicted people mm -hmm. where the children aren't feeling the presence of their parents because of an addiction. I mean, there's Al-Anon, like, right? Like there's a lot of support out there. And so if, if these are things that are touching home for you, you need to find the support you can so that you can work on rebuilding this chakra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, a lot of times when you find that the chakra is imbalanced, you only allow logic to rule your decisions and you take the emotion out of it you know and you know we're humans we have emotions you have we have to have a healthy you don't want to let emotions rule all of your decisions you need a healthy balance in that so mm. i think it's valid you know you and i mentioned uh early on in the last podcast where we started the talk about imbalanced chakras is how do we know how do we mm -hmm. know like when we look at it we're like okay i kind of guess that i think that something's not right with my heart chakra but how do i know is it is it overworking is it underworking and i I think a, a question you can ask yourself in general is A, do you feel loved? B, yeah. do you feel like you can love completely? And again, you have to be honest with yourself with those questions and how you answer them, mm -hmm. right? And some of those answers are going to cue you into, oh yeah, I'm, I'm holding back. And mm -hmm. holding back would be an indication of underworking, right? Mm -hmm. But if on the flip, you're like, I'm just purely exhausted. Like all I do is give, 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 give. Mm -hmm. and I'm 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 falling down inside like right mm -hmm. then this would maybe be the flip this would be where you need to maybe take some time to do some self-love and some self-preservation mm -hmm. yeah yep. um, I've got a few ways to bring your heart chakra back into balance for I you. love it let's talk about it you can write yourself a love letter and whenever I've had people do this no one wants to do this but write down all the things that you love about yourself and write them as if you were writing it to the love of your life. I'm going to do this. Are you? I've done this and I, I feel silly doing it, but oh my gosh, it really gives you a real healthy respect for yourself. I'm going to try it's like, this. It's going to be convicting mm -hmm. for me, but I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do then write, write down everything you love about yourself, but write it as if it was a love letter to the love of your life. Okay. Another thing you can try is a meta meditation, you know, a loving kindness meditation and just close your eyes and visualize yourself sitting in front of you and wish, wish this, wish joy, peace, happiness to yourself. Like you may sit there and go, may I feel safe? May I feel healthy? May I feel joyful? Um, and you can go down the list of things that you wish for yourself. Then you visualize someone that you love in your life and you wish them the same kind of phrases. Then you wish, uh, then you visualize someone that you have a conflict with and you send those wishes out to them. And it doesn't have to be a long meditation. It could be a five minute one but um it, it's very freeing for your heart and it's very warming for your heart to do that especially for someone that that you have a challenging relationship with and that's probably the one that you need to do the most because it it releases that anger and that uh 
that you hold in your heart for that person. Another thing you can do is volunteer and give back to the community. You know, one of my, I've got two life quotes and I think I've mentioned them on the podcast before, but my first one is experience is not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. And my second one, service is rent you pay for space on this planet. I love that. I love that too. And I think it's so important to give back when you can. And a lot of times people go, I don't have time to go volunteer at a soup kitchen. I don't have time. Everyone has time to do something to help, even if it's donating a coat Mm -hmm. for a coat drive. But giving to others generates compassion for others and it affects, and that in turn affects our own well-being. Um, Can I tell you a little story? I can, yeah. Okay. Well, when I, when I lived in West Texas, I was, I volunteered a lot. I've always volunteered a lot my whole life, but I always drug my kids along with me because I wanted them to know that they had to, that they needed to feel compassion for other people and they needed to want to give back to help other people. So we would do soup kitchens. We would do all kinds of things. Well, one year we were asked, the group I was in was asked to come decorate the Ronald McDonald House at Texas Tech University Medical Center. And my daughter was, she had a swim meet or something. So I told my son he was going to go with me. And he was a stink pot. He was just a little turd. He was like, I don't want to go do this. This is so stupid. And I said, buddy, I mean, I think he was maybe in sixth grade. And, you know, that's kind of an ornery age. And anyway, I said, you know, we'll stop at um, Sunshine Donuts and we'll get some donuts and it'll be fun. It'll just be you and I. He acted like the biggest turd the whole day and I mean the whole morning. So we get there and we start pulling out all the decorations they had and we started decorating it. And we were we were talking a lot about um, what the Ronald McDonald House was. And I'm, I really love that you know, that mission anyway, because it's a, for those of you that don't know, it's a place for people that have children that are sick to be able to stay for free to not incur more debt. So I started noticing Mac was getting less angry and less angry. And then he was running around. He was so excited putting stuff up. And when we got in the car, he uh, sat down, he goes, Mom, I'm sorry I was acting like a little brat before. Can we do this again next year? Ah. You know, but, you know, and so that was such a simple little thing, but it changed him. And honestly, he, he had a better Christmas than by giving back. And so it does affect our well-being by giving, but you never know what kind of a difference you make for other people too. So, and it's healthy for that heart chakra. And and it is truly healthy because it is in giving that we do receive, mm-hmm. especially if we're giving without any attachments or any strings. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, I love that. So yeah, I mean, on on the you've given some great some great ideas, but like if we just dial back onto like the most basic things and we think about the heart chakra from the standpoint of it being green again mm-hmm. green vegetables green fruits you know anything that you can surround yourself or elevate yourself with green plants living breathing plants anything that is within dirt and requires you to love it to grow it <laughs> right <laughs> so anything that requires you to care for it is going to help um, enliven the heart chakra and you know what you always have rocks in your bras right <laughs> I always always have rocks somewhere. I got rocks in my pockets. Well, I was thinking, you know, uh, rose quartz is a wonderful heart chakra stone. 
stone, emeralds are great, chakra stones, uh, rubies. Uh, what else have you got? Is uh, fluorite is a great green stone. I have this, which is actually a chunk of rhodonite. <gasps> oh my gosh, I love rhodonite. That's beautiful. But it's actually a chunk that was more green than pink. And so mm -hmm. I was like, oh yes, I must love this. So Wow, yeah. that's gorgeous. Yeah, um, so I mean, in general, again, mm -hmm. anything yeah. living and rocks friends are living mm -hmm. yeah yep so stick some rocks in your bra get them close to that heart chakra <laughs> right on stick some green rocks yeah yeah i think i um, would i think i would probably end up flipping upside down or doing something and i'd lose my favorite little rock so maybe you chip a tooth <laughs> i know chip a tooth you know so i think i don't know i'd have to find some other place besides my bra to stick it in I have actually done that where I wasn't really thinking about it and done an inversion with a mala and like whacked myself <laughs> in the mouth yeah. with a mala because I always tie my mala in a big knot uh -huh. and then just whack myself with the knot. Yeah. The other night I was doing a sound bath and I was trying to be real coy and quiet when I got up between instruments and I stood up and my mala was long enough to ting the crystal. Oh no. And so here I was like, ding in the mouth. I was like, okay, well, I guess it was meant to be. Fortunately, it was the heart chakra. So I, yeah. I hit the middle bowl. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess if you're going to hit a bowl, it was the perfect bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I just struck it an extra time, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So, again, you know, just the loveliness of balancing the third chakra and balancing the fourth chakra mm -hmm. to keep ourselves really in relationship to ourselves, but then be able to come out of our heart chakra from a place of mm -hmm. wellness with ourself in that you know, building the self-esteem of the third chakra in order to help us present mm -hmm. out of the fourth chakra, out of the heart mm -hmm. space. And here's a quote from St. Francis of Assisi. Mm. Lord, grant that I may, might not so much seek to be loved as to love. I love that. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas. On a pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.